Welcome to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, unpacking the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. This is the first episode in our regional leadership series. We're speaking with mayors across the Lower Mainland about what's happening in their communities. We want to hear what they're doing well so that others may be able to learn from them. And we're going to talk about some of the persistent issues they're trying to address. Joining me today to kick off the series is the mayor of the city of North Vancouver, Linda Buchanan. Mayor Buchanan, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me, Bridget. Now, for those who might not know about you and might be meeting you for the first time, tell us a little bit about your life before you were mayor. And and I'd love to hear about what compelled you to run for office. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you for that. Well, uh, first off, I was born and raised in the city of North Vancouver, born at Lionsgate Hospital. So uh, my uh, I grew up with my my parents and my siblings and my husband and I uh, came back to the North Shore. I, I enticed him over from Vancouver and uh, we've raised our four ch- children here as well. Um, and before being elected as mayor, I served uh, a term as a school board trustee and then two terms as city councillor. Um, professionally, I am a public health nurse. So for 30 years on the North Shore, uh, I um, delivered preventative health services uh, across the North Shore. And and it was really, uh, you know, I've always been very interested in healthy public policy. Uh, It's always been part of my uh, public health career. Uh, It's something that public health nurses look at a lot in terms of, you know, what's in the best interest of of people. And it's really through my public health background and the work that I did around community development and working with community is is really understanding um, how communities influence people's health and particularly from a preventative perspective um, and really sort of the intersection as well of of health and and community and the economy. And so, you know, for many years, we've seen uh, public health dollars get dwindled out of healthcare budgets. Um, and really, you know, if we if we actually invest upstream and look at the preventative side, we would actually have a much healthier population. So, you know, over the years, seeing that sort of dwindle away and dwindle away, you know, it becomes a little infuriating. And I really, um, you know, as I said, I'm, uh, public healthy pu- healthy public policy is something I've always been interested in and and influencing it. So I really, you know, there was an opportunity uh, that I took uh, to get involved in terms of starting out as uh as a school trustee, my former mayor, uh, you know, said, that's fantastic. You're on school board, but next term you're going to run for council. And, <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And there you go. And so, you know, two terms uh, on council. And then, you know, I felt really, uh, you know, felt like my background uh, has been really um, beneficial in the work. Well, who would have thought your background would have <laughs> been coming into play as you were mayor. I mean, you were voted in obviously before the pandemic started, but it has probably given you a very interesting and unique perspective as a somebody who's sitting in public office during a a public health pandemic. Absolutely. Well, I always said, you know, for 30 years of public health, uh, you know, other than, you know, being a little bit involved with SARS, uh, never did I think I would become a mayor and then be in the midst of a a global pandemic. So, yes, it's been very helpful. Um, And I think we know, you know, before the pandemic, 
you know, it was something that, as I said, with my background, I know how much cities influence people and, and the influence that it has on people's lives. And so our city's first strategic plan, council put together a strategic plan under my leadership and really embraced, you know, making, we want to make the city the healthiest small city in the world. And, um, you know, that's the direction we went and it's been beneficial. But like I said, who would have thought I would be a mayor in the midst of a pandemic? <laughs> well, and you talk about healthiest. Um, for sure, I think there's many initiatives that have been undertaken in the last few years that are really innovative uh, in the city of North Vancouver. And I want to talk about that, but I want to start first maybe with how much growth there has been. Um, it there It is the fastest growing community on the North Shore and probably one of the fastest in the lower mainland. Why is that? So the city, the city is growing at a very, actually at a very similar rate to other medium-sized cities in the region. Um, you know, this council has prioritized actions that would bring us closer to our goal of being the healthiest small city in the world and, and would keep us at a place that everyone can call home. The city's always been a place that everyone can call home. So we've really looked at, you know, advancing mobility options, housing options, childcare, you know, a vibrant arts and cultural scene. We have the shipyards, which has really come unto itself. Uh, we've enhanced, I think we've delivered even in the last term, seven, seven parks. We've uh, approved seven new parks. Uh, we've expanded commercial areas and protected our industrial lands. Um, and I think at the end of the day, this makes this, it makes the city a, a, an extremely enticing place for people to want to come and want to come and lay roots. And, you know, my, my manager of economic development uh, said to me, uh, she was talking to a colleague and I haven't got, she's trying to track down the quote for me or the, the fact for me, but she said she was told that throughout the pandemic, the city of North Vancouver was the number one place for people to, to move to from Canada. And I was like, well, I'd like to see that in writing or the data that supports. Yeah, that would that. be a good statistic to have at your fingertips, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I think, you know, we, we are, you know, we're very focused on our community and the people who live in our community and really making it a really great place to be uh, for people to age in place, but also to want to come here. And I think that the things that we have done has made it that place. Well, and I think North Vancouver, the city is really becoming, it used to be maybe known as sleepy North Van, yeah. but I think the city is really changing that perception. You know, I think about even you were the first city in the region to put e-bikes in place. And you know, that, that just speaks to your commitment to healthy cities, but also speaks to your, I think, willingness to kind of push the envelope on some of these uh, topics. Yep, we're very, we're a very progressive council. Uh, you know, we're very aligned. Like I said, we developed the first ever strategic plan for a council. So we, we have our priorities and we are very aligned on those. And, um, and we want to be progressing and making sure that we are, you know, creating a great place for the people who live here now, but really have our eye to the future as well. And making sure, as I said, that it can be, it can remain a place that people want to, that everybody can live here, um, but also a place that people want to come here and not be the suburban community. We want to be a city unto ourselves. <laughs> and I think North Van is uh, well on its way to do that. But there are some persistent challenges mm -hmm. that remain. And 
you know, traffic congestion is, it has to be the number one thing that you hear from people, you know, trying to get down the cut over the second arrows bridge, or whether it's coming over the Lionsgate, coming back from Whistler from the weekends. I mean, that just seems to be gridlock on that upper levels highway so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the solutions, uh, to such a, a long-standing problem? Well, definitely congestion is extremely frustrating. I think we're all, when we live over here, we, we are all frustrated. Uh, and probably not even if you just live here, if you're just trying to get here or get, all, uh, get out of, uh, move through here, it is extremely frustrating. Uh, we all want to be able to move efficiently from place to place. And, but really for too long, like most cities uh, that developed, you know, really developed, uh, sort of had their first iteration in the 60s, they really have been designed for the movement of cars over people. Um, and this really isn't serving people well, and it's not serving our economy well. So, you know, across the North Shore, we, we've seen an incredible job growth. Uh, we're home to uh, the booming film industry. We have port industries that are also expanding, you know, with the shipbuilding industry, et cetera. You know, Lionsgate Hospital is a significant employer for, for, the, for the North Shore. In fact, it's a regional hospital. Um, and we have other large employers and growth sectors. But so we've really cultivated a, a business friendly environment. And we're very proud of this. But at the same time, the housing hasn't kept pace with the job growth. So this means that people are, you know, commuting from farther and farther away. So that's why, you know, as a city, we're, we're delivering, you know, the kind of housing, um, more housing as well as mobility options. So you mentioned the e-bike, and that's just one uh, piece. So that we're really enhancing the movement of goods and people across the region. There is no silver bullet for congestion. You know, we've spent five years as a, a group of politicians and, and our staff, you know, there's no silver bullet, um, which is why we're looking at a range of different solutions. So we know. Let's talk about some of those because we've got the Burrard Inlet rapid transit study, five potential crossings. Uh, First of all, how would one of these options ease congestion? And, and, you know, is this just a, a pipe dream that might not actually happen? Like how far down the road could this be? Oh, no, it's not a pipe dream. Uh, <laughs> it's not a pipe dream. I guess where, I, where I'd say is, you know, there is no silver bullet. And, and when we provide all the different options that, that are, you know, that we've been putting in place, even moving a, a small amount of people from uh, single occupancy cars into different modes allows everybody to move much more efficiently. So rapid transit to the North Shore will, will be a game changer for people and our economy. And, and we've uh, staff last year, we released our uh, an economic report that we did, and the analysis shows that, you know, uh, it will take it'll help take fifty thousand cars off the road, and help save about five hundred million in lost productivity associated associated with congestion. Not to mention the reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. So, North Shore Connects, uh, which is this partnership I re- alluded to, is is a partnership between the three North Shore municipalities, including the Squamish Nation and the Slaywith Tooth Nation. And we have been working together to prioritize transportation improvements on the North Shore and really create economic growth across the region. So, in October, we released a study that looked at two possible alignments near the Second Narrows Crossing and found significant social and economic benefits. Um, you know, at this point, where you know I need to be clear, there's no preferred route identified by TransLink. 
Um, but we are moving. So the mayor's council right now is looking at our next 10 year investment uh, and investment or vision and investment plan. And so I'm very confident that uh, the North Shore will be part of that plan. And so, like I said, it will be it, it'll be a game changer for us. The other piece of movement of people and goods uh, and the economic prosperity of a region, you mentioned it, is housing. So what has been the city's approach around affordability and about building some of the, the housing needs for the region? I know driving around North Van City, there seems to be a lot of construction, a lot of condos, a lot of townhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you building fast enough? Do you need to do more? I mean, what's been sort of the mindset from the city council perspective? Well, you know, housing, uh, you know, there's incredibly uh, an increasing mounting pressure to be delivering housing, uh, you know, and we do talk about it as a housing crisis, Um, you know, so I think we've all felt that pressure, whether it's finding the right home for our aging parents or watching our children struggle to, to afford staying in the community that they've always called home or, you know, wanting to come back from post uh, secondary school, you know, for or becoming a home, many people trying to become a home homeowner, you know, everybody experiences the challenges, but we know just like congestion, there's no single solution for our housing crisis. So there is a spectrum of need in the community. And for, you know, for too long, senior levels of government, quite frankly, haven't made the necessary investments. So that's why in the city, you know, we really explore many different solutions and partnering with others in the public and private sector to deliver the homes that people need. And so in the past, you know, uh, year and, and over this term, you know, we have directed staff to look at means and ways in which the city can support, uh, you know, new innovative ways. So rent to own, uh, rent to own home financing, um, you know, we've strength, strengthened production, uh, sorry, protection for renters. Uh, for unfair rent evictions, and we've given density bonuses to projects that include below-market homes. So, you know, it's 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 about providing uh, different options along the spectrum of housing. Um, that, but it's also about looking at new innovative ways. But the city, at the local government level, cannot do it on their own. We need to have partners at the table, particularly for the lower end of the market. Um, and then we put policies in place that allow us to deliver the kind of housing that we need. And certainly this would be at the federal level and at the provincial level as well as having both levels come to the table to really support municipal housing needs or housing needs for the region. Absolutely. And, and again, there's no silver bullet. There's, there's a multitude of, of ways in which we have to do it. And, you know, it's similar to the, the comment I made about, you know, how we designed cities in the past that were for single occupancy vehicles. And so it's how do we, you know, move people differently by reallocating public public road space. It's like housing, you know, we have in the city of North Vancouver, we have 20% of our population living on 80% of our land and 80% of the population living on 20% of the land. And, and so that, that needs to shift. It needs to shift and we need to look at different ways. So do we need, you know, do we need, the standard size lot that we that we had from the 1960s or do we look at land use now and say we can create smaller lots uh, that still provides people to uh, have um, you know detached housing it's less expensive than if we allowed an outright use of what they can build on that lot now we need more 
uh, row housing, townhouse development, lock-off units. These are all the kinds of things that we've either done or staff are exploring and we'll be moving forward on those. You know, the other thing that really helps a community thrive is building that sense where that, that place where, where people can gather. And I think about the shipyards at the key, which has just been a, a phenomenal success in, in bringing community together, whether it's the skating rink in the winter or the water park in the summer, and there's the shipyards festival, which has great music and food and, and, <laughs> and booths and all kinds of things. Uh, but you know, how do you see that evolving in the, in the coming years? Is there room to continue to grow it? I think about the key itself, which, you know, might be in need of more upgrades to kind of catch up to where the shipyards are. It's like, where does it go from here? Well, thank you for that. I mean, we're very, very proud of the shipyards and the whole lawns, the lower Lonsdale area. The shipyards, uh, you know, is a model that, uh, you know, I think can be, you know, people, there's lots of people who come to look at this model that we, or this work that we've done and how can they replicate that within their own communities. Um, and it's gone through a dramatic transformation. It hasn't happened overnight. It's happened over the last 20 to 25 years. And when I first actually started in public health, our office uh, was down in Lower Lonsdale and it was, I could look, uh, I could look pretty much out of every, any window in any direction that was surface parking lots. So it's dramatically changed. And I think, you know, to your point, when people think of the city, they think of the key, they think of the sea bus and now the shipyards. And, um, you know, you mentioned some of the, some of the uh, amenities down there, ice skating, winter, uh, splash park in the summer, festival arts, you know, very well that there's, local bands that we have uh, <laughs> come and perform. And so, you know, for anyone who's listening, who, you know, hasn't checked it out, they should certainly come and check, check it out. And, and it is really getting the attention it deserves. As I said, we just had a delegation down from Kelowna city. Uh, uh, I think their staff and their council came down to take a look because they're, they're looking at doing some waterfront development. The city has won two prestigious awards uh, for the shipyards in the past year. Uh, last spring, we took home top honors from the BC Economic Development Association, um, winning the Community Project Award. And then we also, this past summer, uh, in the Excellence on the Waterfront Awards, uh, we took home top honors, you know, even outbeating London, uh, London, England. Wow. So we're, yeah, we're really proud. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a longer story of how this whole thing came into play. But I think uh, to your point, you know, the key um, key property uh, management are are investing in their property, and so we'll see uh, a transformation for the the key over the next six to six to eight months. So that's very exciting. Um, and just, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the city was granted a million dollar grant uh, from the from the province of British Columbia. Uh, government of British Columbia and the Ministry of Tourism um, to really support further upgrades and heritage revitalization. So we're making this space even bigger. And, you know, again, it's been a 20 year pro progress or project that continues. It's been previous councils, which I was part of. And, you know, we just continue to build on the successes over the years. So where does North Van City go from here? What's the next exciting project that residents and, uh, and potential residents can look forward to? 
Well, as uh, we were talking before, we actually went into uh, went on to uh, taping. You know, we broke. We just broke ground uh, yesterday on the, the new Harry Jerome Community Recreation Center. Uh, so we're very excited about that. It's the city's largest ever uh, investment uh, in infrastructure that we've made. It's been a 22-year uh, conversation. But I'm thrilled that we have finally moved forward and we're on track to open that new center in 2025. Um, you know, you, you talked about the video. So if people are wanting to see what that's going to look like, mm -hmm. they, can, they can go look at that video. And, and I think what's great about it is, you know, we had uh, Valerie Jerome uh, was with us yesterday, who's a sister for Harry Jerome. So we're really going to take the opportunity to elevate you know, um, Harry uh, and his legacy um, as an athlete and the man that he was and his history in the city. We had Councillor Wilson Williams from Squamish Nation with us yesterday too. And, you know, in partnership with Squamish, we're going to be naming the new arena at the center um, after uh, Squamish, someone in Squamish because of their proud history of lacrosse. And um, so that the center is one. We've got another project with North Shore Neighborhood House that we're developing. So we're going to be redeveloping the neighborhood house. And that's just another amazing project with four nonprofits. And then I'd say the other two, there's Waterfront Park is going to have, uh, which is the park just immediately to the uh, west of the key, is going to have a major transformation. So we'll be do a master uh, planning of that. And I'm really, um, you know, I brought forth and council supported it to have staff really look at whether we could put a seaside pool in, in front of Waterfront Park. That would and be a welcome addition to the community, I'm sure. That would be fantastic. And then I guess the other uh, the other uh, park, you know, because I think we've really part of that healthy part of that we've realized over the last two years is how much we we have to offer on the North Shore and it's certainly outside of outside amenities. Uh, is Harborside Park, which is even a little bit further west from, from Waterfront Park. So that Harborside development, and we've just um, approved the master plan for that park. So we have a lots lot going of, on. We have lots going on. We are small, but we have, like I said, we're super progressive and we're super excited to be moving forward and, um, you know, really uh, thank the community for, for their support and how well they've done over the last couple of years and, and, and their support for the work that we are doing as a, a council and a community. So yeah, lots well, going on. Never a dull moment here in the city. <laughs> it's great to see so much happening in the city of North Vancouver. Um, and really appreciate the time that you've taken to talk to us about that and for, for other regions to learn from you as well. So Mayor Buchanan, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much, Bridget. Always a pleasure to talk with you and always a pleasure to talk about my city.